Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Initiative Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jim O'Brien. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Initiative Project Podcast. I know that's a repeat of my intro that I've had every single episode, but guess what? This is episode 48, and I'm excited because that means that we've been doing this podcast now for four years straight. 48 podcasts, one a month for the last four years. So I'm happy to be here still doing this and hopefully getting out some nuggets of information that somebody might be able to benefit from. And look, if they don't take it away and I, you know, it's said, right, you can't teach anybody anything. You can't make anybody do anything. But if I can just give you cause to think about something, maybe something that you haven't thought about before, then I've done my job and that's great. So Uh, Happy anniversary to us, I guess. Um, But on a serious note, I wanted to get us together this episode to talk about carjacking. It's a topic that I haven't covered yet. And uh, I have talked about safety in and around your vehicles. If you haven't heard uh, that podcast, I highly recommend it. It goes back to our first year of doing this. It is podcast number 11 for us. And I believe the title actually is Safety in and Around Your Vehicle. So if you haven't heard podcast number 11 of ours, I highly recommend you going back and listening to that one. But I wanted to cover carjacking. Um, Actually, uh, in the spirit of transparency, I reached out to some of my buddies more recently and I said, hey, how about a topic? Or is there a topic that you would like me to cover that maybe I haven't yet? And one of my buddies was, how about carjacking? It seems to be on the rise here lately. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I've covered some vehicle safety in the past, both in and around safety in and around your vehicle. And then we talked about some things you needed to be uh, leery of or, you know, think about if you find yourself in a riot or protest in a metropolitan area or wherever it might occur. Uh, we talked about that, uh, I think, um, in our podcast, talking about safety around um, during a pandemic, right? <laughs> Timely, a, a year or so, year or two ago or so. Uh, that's another good one you might want to listen to. But the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, why not? This is a topic we haven't covered. And, you know, with the news talking about how carjacking might be on the rise, I thought, Hey, why not? It's a topic uh, that might be worth worth some investigation. So here we are. So carjacking is what we're going to talk about this episode. So what I want to do is kind of define the difference between car theft and carjacking. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm not going to do a deep dive into legal. Suffice it to say, if you're interested in learning more about what your rights are as a gun owner and a a concealed carry permit when it comes to carjacking or car theft, I would strongly encourage you as well as anyone interested in carrying a firearm or any other weapon or tool for self-defense that you look into and become at least familiar on a basic level of laws in your state. Uh, because they do vary from state to state. Um, so we're going to talk a little about a little bit about some of that stuff, but we're certainly not going to do a deep dive. I'm no lawyer and I've sought no legal <laughs> consultation to do this podcast. So I just want to throw that out there, but we'll cover a couple of nuggets. And then just in general, you know, some things that we can do better for ourselves and our families to stay safer, right? To be smarter, to be more alert, to pay attention, to better maybe avoid the possibility of ever being carjacked. So with that, we're going to get started.
So what's the difference between carjacking and car theft? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. So car theft, basically you're not around, right? A person comes, grand theft auto, right? A person comes, you know, maybe you've left your car unlocked. Maybe you've even left the keys in it, but a person comes and takes your car and it's with the intent of either permanently taking it from you or maybe even just temporarily, right? Like a lot of times cars get stolen uh, just for joy rides for young people and whatnot. That's happened, right? You've heard about that many times. I was shocked to read recently that even some 10 and 12 year olds have been caught um stealing cars for joy rides so it happens right and fortunately like everything else contrary to what you might hear in the major media outlets you know bad things don't happen that often that frequently in the overall scheme of things so the fact that there's an uptick i'm always a little cautious when it comes to news media and the information that they're putting out there sure there may be an uptick i know i've seen some articles talking about how carjacking has been on the rise during the pandemic I don't know. Um, I do know that from what news articles I have read and things I've seen online that some of the major metropolitan areas, New York, Chicago, L.A., New Orleans, you know, some more of the, dare I say, suspect areas uh, have evidently seen an uptick in carjacking. I also want to caution you, uh, and I'll get back to definitions in a moment, I also want to caution you that depending on the source of information you're getting your information and research data from, I've noticed that some sources will talk about car theft and carjacking in the same context. And yeah, I guess if I would go, if I were to go out on a limb, you know, yeah, it's all vehicle car related Um, And by the way, by car, I really mean vehicle. It's any sort of vehicle you drive, whether it's car, truck, SUV, station, wagon, hatchback, whatever. Just during this podcast, just know instead of saying vehicle, which I force myself to try and do, I may wind up saying car more frequently. I'm just going to throw that out there in the universe just for an FYI. But um, what we're talking about is vehicle, right? Generically termed anything that you're driving Uh, so they will uh, combine the two and i get it right it's all vehicle related but carjacking is not the same thing so we talked about car theft meaning someone just takes your car right like whether it's out of the parking lot where you're while you're at the store or out of your own driveway or down at the street where you park you know they've just either opened up the door and gotten in and your keys are there they've hot wired it or maybe they've busted out the glass to get in there, whatever. And the intent is to keep it permanently, do something with it, maybe send it. Maybe it's a big car uh, dealio and they're sending vehicles to Mexico. You know, that happens too. Or maybe it's just a couple of teenagers, even younger, um, looking for a joy ride. So that's kind of the car theft thing. And there's no immediate threat to you necessarily, right? Carjacking, on the other hand, and I forget where I saw the definition, but it's basically there's an assault involved with taking the vehicle. In other words, you as the owner or whoever happens to be with the vehicle, driving the vehicle or whatever, in the moment of time where the carjackers come, you know, whether they pull a gun on you, a knife, they club you, they yank you out of the car, whatever, 
there's generally some sort of attack on the person that has the car initially, right? It'd be cool or interesting if there's carjackings of carjackers cars, you know, like a double whammy there, but I digress. Uh, But anyway, carjacking, there's generally some sort of assault involved. And of course we hear about guns being pulled on people and old ladies being ripped out of their cars, whatever. So that's kind of the difference, right? One involves violence or the threat of violence and the other one is just a piece of property being stolen so that's first and foremost uh and again i'm i'm not a hundred percent convinced that there's an uptick in carjackings maybe there is do i think the pandemic is directly responsible for this no i would be not to get too political but i would probably be more uh, willing to say that in gun-free zones and or places, cities, et cetera, where the police have been defunded, crime in general is up overall, right? And that's been shown and proven time and time again. So whatever side of the gun uh, issue you stand on, we kind of have to acknowledge those facts, right? So I suspect that Gun policies, gun control, and or defunding the police in more recent past probably has more to do with it than the pandemic itself. But uh, if the pandemic has caused more hijacking or uh, sorry, not hijacking, carjacking, I'd be really curious uh, to know what exactly has caused that out of the pandemic. So there are a few laws that, you know, that might come into play or we might think about when it comes to carjacking. Um, one is uh, stand your ground. Like here in Georgia, we have a stand your ground law duty to retreat, which we're not going to do a deep dive on or any of these for that matter. And then also is a car an extension of one's home. And that's an interesting one because I think people generally seem to think or be under the impression that their vehicle is an extension of their home and therefore they can defend it in a similar fashion. While that is the case in some states, it is not the case in most states as I understand it. So again, if you're thinking in terms of defending yourself, your loved ones, and you and there's a especially if there's a weapon of some sort involved in that game plan of yours it's incumbent upon you to learn the laws for the area in which you live right the state in which you live so i want to encourage you to do that and again i don't want to spend too much time on legal aspects other than to say those three areas are kind of some can potentially be some confusing gray areas around carjacking or car theft in general as well And I just want to caution you that it may or may not apply to you, depending on where you are. So I would encourage you and recommend you to learn some basic uh, legal aspects uh, in the state that you live in. You know, going back to carjacking, talking about guns and whatever, uh, or sorry, uh, car theft. If you, and I just want to put this out there as well for a basic uh, note for you to remember if you were to happen to come out your front door of your house and find someone trying to break into your car you more than likely can't shoot them now there might be some exceptions to that in some states i'm not privy to but i know a lot of gung-ho gun owners and or folks that have enormous egos or tough guy tough girl attitudes think that 
they're just going to shoot the person right right there in their driveway or in the parking lot, out in public, whatever. I would caution you not to have that as your go-to response for that scenario. You're more than likely just better calling the police, turning on security lights around your house, you know, if it happens to be after dark, maybe making some noise to let them know that you're home and around. But don't go thinking that you can just shoot someone because you're taking their property. That's true whether it's the car in your driveway or if you happen to get up in the middle of the night and see somebody that's no immediate threat to you you know, walking out your back door with their television over your shoulder. Um, If you shoot those people, you're likely going to have some legal issues on your hands. So I just want to drop that knowledge on you here and now in case some of you might be thinking, oh, I'm just going to shoot them when, when and if that happens to me. Probably not the best approach for you to take. And again, this is why I would encourage you to learn more about the legalities for your state where you live. Or where you travel to as well on a regular basis is important, just as important. So in the context of carjacking, what are some things that we can do to hopefully better avoid ever running into a situation where we find ourselves being carjacked, right? Not a laughing matter. And a lot of the points that we'll talk about are a lot of the things that we should be using even outside the context of carjacking specifically. But since we're here today to talk about carjacking, it's a good serves as a good reminder to keep up with a lot of these things. And our general approach to our personal safety is at at large. So just going to cover some of these as we go. Um, You know, one of the things you want to do is. Make sure you know where you're going so that you don't find yourself in a bad part of town. You know, maps are are our friends, as is GPS. If you're in an unfamiliar part of the country or state or city, you know, ask around before you go. Uh, Find out. Uh, But you want to try to avoid generally bad parts of town. Um, you know, for example, Chicago is a wonderful city. I know that might run contrary to what some of you think or know otherwise, but con- uh, I think Chicago is a wonderful city for the most part. But there is a section or a side or a part of town that you absolutely don't want to find yourself in, right? And so it's it's important that we do our research ahead of time so that we can do a better job of avoiding just bad areas, right? That's that's a practice that we should have in our everyday lives and getting around and about anyway. Uh, and certainly uh, keeping after dark activities to a minimum, ladies especially, You want to try to be avoiding the bad parts of town, certainly, but you also don't want to be running to the gas station after dark, especially by yourself. So keeping after dark activities, especially if you're alone to a minimum, can really go a long way towards keeping you safe in general. Um, You know, we've talked about in the context of personal safety, carrying yourself uh, in in a strong manner. You want to walk with intent, which generally means a little uh, upbeat pace, perhaps, right? You want to be looking around so that if nothing else, you might better appear as though you are aware of and you are uh, paying attention to your surroundings. This means you want to stay off your smartphone and keep your head up and paying attention, right? 
Uh, this means walking with our shoulders back as well. So just some p- some pointers to maybe carry yourself in a in a stronger fashion, even dare I say a more authoritative fashion, you know, to and from your car, or especially if you're going to your car, right, is always a good thing. Uh, don't doodle around. When you're moving through transition spaces, in other words, that parking lot, the garage, maybe from your garage or your front door to your driveway, to the vehicle in your driveway, or maybe you're parked down the hill in front of your house in the street, right? Moving with confidence and staying alert in that transition space, as they call that, right? Looking around, looking in the vehicle before you get in it. If you have 10, I know it's a little harder, but making it a point to make sure no one's hunkered down in the back seat waiting, right, to carjack or kidnap you is a good thing. Um, and staying off that phone equally as important and i'm i'm going to put this out there in the car theft uh, arena as well as carjacking always lock your car and never leave your keys in your car and we've talked about this before but i'm going to say it again always lock your car and never leave your keys in your car and this is just as important if you're parked in your own driveway or your own car park carport as it is if you were parked at the grocery store parking lot lock your doors and don't leave your keys in your cars i've mentioned this before but i did the equivalent of 24 hours of ride along with the local county police department and most if not i think every single instance not that that's all we ran in that 24 hours which was basically two 12-hour shifts I want to say that every instance where there was something involving a vehicle, in every single case, those vehicles had been left unlocked on scene. If you leave your vehicle unlocked, especially if you leave stuff out in plain view, you probably can expect something to go wrong. So keep that, keep that stuff out of plain sight, lock it up, and keep your doors locked, and don't leave your keys in your vehicle. I can't emphasize those things enough. And it certainly applies in the context of carjacking and how you can better avoid that. To extend the locking your doors, this also matters when you get into your car, especially if you're out in public or in a downtown metropolitan area. Get in the habit of locking your car doors as soon as you get in. Don't get in, sit down and sit there and get on your smartphone and start your Facebook and in your Instagramming. Lock your doors, crank your car, and get ready to go. You can do all that social media or whatever else stuff later, or you can make those calls through your Bluetooth unit, whatever, uh, once you get on the road and moving and going. But it's important that you keep those doors locked. And when you get into your car, keep looking in the mirrors. They put mirrors on the car for a reason. Yes, it's usually while you're driving and in traffic, but you can also rely on those reflective services, surfaces like we've talked about recently on Instagram. You can use your mirrors to make sure no one's coming up uh, to your car. And if they are, that's your cue to get out of there, right? To drive off. So lock those car doors and lock them even after you've gotten into the car. A lot of people don't do that. I highly recommend it. I'll tell you a story. Years ago is when I was still a kid living at home. Uh, my mom worked in downtown Atlanta, and she came home one afternoon to tell the story of she was driving downtown city streets, and she was at a red light, and a gentleman 
proceeded to open up the passenger side car door in the front seat, you know, the front passenger side car door and got in and sat down and closed the door behind him. And my mom obviously was driving the vehicle. It scared the you know what out of her. She didn't know what to do. And she was very lucky because that guy had made a genuine mistake. He apologized profusely. He got back right back out of the car. He said he was sorry. He was looking to get picked up. His buddy or maybe even his wife had a similar looking car or maybe the exact same car. And he just assumed it was the right car and proceeded to get right back in. I mean, proceeded to get right in that right in my mom's car. What do you think my mom did from that point going forward for the rest of forever? That's right. She locked her car doors when she was in it, whether she was driving in traffic or not. But that brings me to my next point. When you're at red lights, you know, that car, those car doors should be locked. Ideally, especially if you're in a congested downtown metropolitan area, you should be keeping those windows up. It's very easy to someone to get a hold of a window and pull it out or stick a gun through the crack. Uh, These are just things you need to be thinking of, considered. So when you're sitting at those red lights, stay off those phones. Use those mirrors to pay attention to your surrounding. Keep your doors locked and your windows up. It'll go a long way just to make you feel better, if nothing else, and likely thwart anybody that's got some devious attack planned. A couple of things that I've heard that are going on out there, and I don't know with what regularity or frequency, you know, that they are. But one of the things I've seen in the media is this notion of, you know, bumping you in traffic. A perpetrator um, will uh, bump you from behind. And then, of course, your reaction probably is to jump right out of your vehicle to see what the damage is and what the heck just happened. And what the precautions are that they're recommending is that you not get out of your car. You stay in your car. You call 911. You wait for police to get there before you get out and and do any of your own investigation, right? Um, I suspect this is more in the you know high density metropolitan areas, but supposedly is it it is a thing. So I would caution you again. You know best where you are, or at least you should. Just be aware that this is a technique that is supposedly being used with more frequency. Again, they bump you from behind. They know that likely you're going to get out of your vehicle to check it out. Don't. Uh, You can call 911 if you're really upset and you know where you are. Maybe you can drive to the nearest police department. If it's after dark, maybe you can drive to that well-lit parking lot around uh, along your route, whatever. But key to stay in your car and not get out because they're looking for that opportunity to, you know, point a gun at you or throw you down out of the way and jump in your car and drive off. Another one that I've heard, and I don't have any idea what frequency it happens at, but I've heard that. Uh, you know, perpetrators might leave some denomination of cash underneath your front windshield. And of course, you know, if you're like most folks, myself included, you don't notice those pesky pamphlets that have been left behind until you're already behind <laughs> your steering wheel. 
So if it's cash you see out there, and again, I don't know if this is a thing that's happening in, in or happening regularly, but if you ever get in your car and you see some denomination of, of cash uh, money stuck underneath your windshield wiper or whatever there in front of your viewing space, just know that's might be a technique to get you out of your car and again the goal being to take the car from you to carjack you so just be aware of some of these things and really it's just about thinking through you know locking your car doors not lollygagging not doodling around you know being moving with purpose you know and getting back home safely that's really what it all comes down to Uh, one of the things that i've mentioned but just want to put some emphasis on if you whether you're you have a vehicle stolen, you know, whether someone steals a vehicle out of the parking lot while you were at the mall or the grocery store, or they take it out of your driveway, or if they just break into your vehicle, taking that something that you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't have left in the car, but maybe you did because you figured I'll get it in the morning and I'm home. I should be safe. Whatever it is, especially if you've been carjacked or you've had your car stolen, you want to call the police, if nothing else, to have a police report filed Will your car be recovered? Will things be made right by law enforcement? I can't say. Hopefully, they're able to do their jobs and investigate and have your property returned to you. In either case, filing a police report when you've been made a victim of a crime serves another purpose besides hopefully having that crime resolved, but it also serves the purpose of making an official complaint to local law enforcement. And if nothing else, this is going to allow them to keep track of the sorts and types of complaints that are coming in for your neighborhood or your city or town so they can better decide what they need to do for an overall game plan. So, you know, the more car theft, let's just say, police reports that are filed, they may, light bulbs may go off for them and say, hey, we've had a rash of break-ins in this particular neighborhood or this side of town. We need to do something more in that neighborhood or on that side of town. So police reports have more purpose than just reporting the crime itself and hopefully having the crime solved it is also helps as uh, kind of a data collection point for law enforcement so they know better how to plan and go about a plan of attack themselves to thwart any further uh, crime going on in their your area so i highly recommend you filing a police report regardless of the crime that's been committed uh, with to you against you i should say so let's talk about if you've done whether you've done everything right or not and you find yourself in the situation of being carjacked it depends right but the general rule of thumb i will tell you is again a carjacking generally involves some sort of assault or violence or at very least the threat of violence whether that be beating you up on the side outside the side of your car or putting a gun in your face or even being willing to kill you for your car which is not you know is not beyond the realm of possibility especially in today's climate right you need to think about what you're going to do and we've talked about in past podcasts too the importance of thinking through scenarios and i highly recommend that you go back and listen to that podcast of ours as well where we talk to talk about the importance of scenarios and what does that mean it means that you need to think about possibility of bad things happening to you and put yourself into various situations 
the goal being is that you're going to think about what you would do in a particular situation. And it has been proven time and time again that anyone that has a game plan ahead of time, they've thought through a situation, a scenario, and they've come up with a game plan. Even if it's not the ideal game plan, the perfect response, or even the right response, they're going to be better off than someone that's completely oblivious and hasn't given any thought to any scenarios whatsoever. So as you're thinking through scenarios of possible potential bad things that could happen, include carjacking. Think about what you would do, where you're at, what are the surroundings. And based on all of those criteria and circumstances and context of the scenario that you've created for yourself, figure out what you would do in that scenario. But I'm going to tell you, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give legal advice here because I'm no lawyer and I don't even want to pretend to be or try to be. But I'm going to tell you that generally speaking, a vehicle like your purse, your wallet, your iPhone, whatever, it's just a piece of property. You have to figure for yourself, is this piece of property worth me getting severely hurt? or even killed over. Is this vehicle worth me getting hurt or killed over? I think ego aside, macho men, gunslinger mentality aside, I think most people, if they were honest with themselves, would say, no, my vehicle, <laughs> my Honda Accord, my, my Toyota Yaris, whatever, is not worth me getting shot in the face over. I say that to say, generally speaking, you probably might be better off complying more often than not. That's what insurance is for, right? So I want to put that out there. Now, there's a couple of things to consider beyond that, and only you can make these decisions for yourself. I can't recommend or tell you what to do. You've got to figure it out for yourself. And it's why thinking through scenarios ahead of time is important. I recommend personally complying. However, you need to be listening to your gut and your instincts as well. If you feel like this individual has the intent of murdering you anyway, then you might want to respond differently if you feel confident and you have the know-how to do so. I'm not telling you that's what you should do. I'm saying this becomes an option at that moment in time. Let's say you get carjacked and your baby's in the car seat in the back seat. Are you going to let that in? Are you going to comply and let that individual take your car with your baby in the car seat in the back seat? I suspect many of you aren't going to want to do that. Again, I'm not telling you what the right answer is or what you should do. I'm saying here's an exception to complying that you might want to consider not complying for. And another one, which is my absolute, and I will tell you this recommendation, if the perpetrator expects you to get in the car or wants to put you in the trunk and take you to a second location, you fight like you are the third monkey trying to find a place on the ark. Crimes that involved a single location, location A, location one, whatever you want to call it, have a 90% survival rate, and this is general, like not precise, have a 90% chance of survival, a 90% survival rate, and a 10% 
chance of dying or being killed. When a location B or location number two spot becomes a thing and part of the equation, those numbers flip-flop. You have a 10% chance of survival and a 90% chance of being killed or dying. If the, the situation arises where they've asked, asking you or demanding you to get in that car because they want to take you someplace or want to take you along on their little joyride, you do everything you can to get out of that situation. And does that mean the moment that they put you in the car, whatever? No, because if they got a gun in your face, you got to be smart. But I'm telling you right now, you need to be planning to fight and fight like your life depended on it. It's not to scare you. It's to be realistic and tell you that is an exception to your compliance policy that you might institute for yourself. So with that, I'm going to let you go. It's been another great podcast. Again, 48. Here we are. I can't believe it. Four years doing these one a month. Some people ask me, well, are you going to increase the frequency, do more? And I'm like, I'm doing good to get these out once a month with my busy schedule. I have a full-time job, and so this is just what I do as my hobby. And again, I just want to try to help folks and put some of the information that I have floating around in my noggin out into the universe and um, maybe put some good karma out there too along the way. So anyway, I want to leave you and look, uh, thank you again for listening. There's a lot of choices out there. You could be just listening to your radio. There's certain a lot more probably overall entertaining podcasts in the world than having to do with self-defense and personal safety, but I think it's important. And you chose to listen to this, which means you at least have some interest. And I would encourage you to keep continuing seeking that interest, getting training, getting knowledge, getting education. And look, if you like what you're listening here, go back to listen to podcast 11, safety in and around vehicles. Listen to our podcast on the importance of thinking through scenarios. And if you like what you hear, keep listening, keep coming back. We love having you here. And be sure and tell all of your friend, family and friends about us. And uh, we'll see you the next time. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.